Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. You can't have the Pretender's first album. That's mine. I bought it. You did not. The catchphrases. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? And the wannabes. Sometimes I see you dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? The smooth FM sound of 1982. So mellow. Yeah, that's the ticket. That's the 1982 I remember. Burn, baby, burn. This rock fest is called Stuck in the 80s. As always, I'm Steve Spears, the host, and with me today, Kathy Waz. Hello. We're going to talk about the hits of 1982, some of the uh, one-hit wonders and yeah. some of the ones that we all know very well. Exactly. Sean Daly is not with us today. He is not. So sad. Only in our hearts, but he is actually on the road down to West Palm Beach following a hair metal band around, as yeah. he tends to do. So In his spare time. But... He hates 1982 anyway, so this works out just fine. Oh, well, there. How do you hate a whole year? You know? I, I think that was the year he had the rickets. Oh, okay. So he's. Okay. Well, we'll catch up with him later because uh, we've got some surprises for the show, as always. And uh, But we, what we really have is a whole lot of music for you. Yep. And uh, this is one of our, you know, shows that we like to do about each year from the 80s. And uh, those of you who haven't heard one of the earlier ones for 1980 or 1981, usually how we do it is we let the maestro, Mr. Dave Morrison, Pick out a song out of his uh, library in there, and he shoots it at us, and we uh, immediately go into the gag reflex in here and, <laughs> and try to get through it. Try. We so, try. So, uh, 1982, big fan of the year, Kathy? You know, I don't hate it, like Sean, but you know, I don't have any <laughs> special affinity for it. It's not like I'll go back and go, God, 1982. I say, I say, this is my own personal theory, 1982 is the year the 80s really began. Yes, that's true. Because we finally shed off all the, uh, that was shed, by the way. Shed, I know. I was I know. like, what? Excuse Sean's listening. me. Sean, people are listening all over the road going, I can't believe you said that. I know. Shed. Shed. Shed the 70s skin. We finally get rid of uh, some of the soft FM. Oh, and we yeah. start hitting the new wave and the, the pop that we love so much yes, in the 80s. Yes, finally. Um, but uh, without further ado... Let us hear the first classic. Okay. <laughs> oh, what so a way the to 70s aren't quite dead, are they? No, they're not. Oh, <laughs> the Gap Band. The Gap Band. Everybody I had totally forgotten about them. <laughs> I keep thinking that's a 70s song, but no, that no, hit in 82. Yeah, you that. dropped a bomb on yes. me. Yes. One of my favorites. I think I think I remember the video. It was either that or they had another song I remember that they used to play in heavy rotation. They had a lot of uh songs from the early 80s. They had 
Burn rubber. <laughs> <laughs> These are going to sound bad. I'm telling you right now. Uh-huh. Humping. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yearning for your love. Uh, I found my baby oh, and yeah. party train. Party train. That's, That's what you're the one of. I'm thinking yeah. of. Yes, party train. They were they were pretty much always yeah. trying to hook up, I guess. Huh? The Gap Band, I guess, was composed of the brothers Charlie, Ronnie, and Robert Wilson. Oh. And they formed back in 67 uh, in Tulsa, wow. Oklahoma. So they were around a while. Okay. They were originally known as the Archer and Pine Street Band. Oh, gee, I wonder why they changed their yeah, name. Yeah, <laughs> no, geez, that was so catchy. It was so catchy rather than it, the Gap I Band. I see it on a t-shirt right now. Yeah. And they're actually still out there, still around, and still oh, touring. still touring, yeah. okay. So we got two thumbs up on that song? Yeah. Good. Yeah, I like the Gap Band. Next on the list, Maestro? Okay, so that's obviously Survivor. Oh I yes, I, act, I actually had to refrain Kathy from leaving the room. <laughs> I was I was heading out. There's I was a reason we the locked headphones the door. Off, running out. You don't the door. like this song? God no! Oh, if, oh no! Whoever needs to hear that song again? <laughs> I can't. It just reminds me of Rocky Three. It. You know, I'm starting to be with Sean about 1982. <laughs> I'm thinking. Oh no! We never hear no. A lot of people think of Survivor as being a one-hit wonder. They're not really. They had a lot of other singles in the early 80s. They had uh, Burning Heart, The Search is Over, oh. High on You. Remember that oh, one? Yeah. Classic. Is This Love? But uh, Eye of the Tiger, they recorded especially for Rocky Three. Oh. Sylvester Stallone came to them, and, and he had heard one of their earlier songs called Poor Man's Son, and he wanted a song that sounded similar for the movie. And so they did it. And the rest is history. Number one for seven weeks. God, and played over and over again <laughs> at every sporting event, on the radio, on every 80s compilation. I cannot hear it enough. enough. <laughs> and I say enough. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> please, please play something so I could get that song out of my head. Please. Next we're moving on. It was with me and me. The magic that is Joan Jett. Oh, see now I love that song. Yeah, it's 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 dare I say a classic? Oh, you could say it. You could say classic. <laughs> oh my God! You know Joan Jett is not a stage name. Really? That's no. her real name. That's her mother's maiden name is Jett. Oh, you would not know that, right? No. No. That's a cool name. Yeah, she's still touring. She was actually yeah. here in Tampa Bay not too long ago. Yeah, a couple yeah. months ago. Yeah. She actually did the uh, theme song for the Ellen Show. Really? Nice. She also did the theme. Well, they Joan Jett did the theme song for one of my favorite shows ever, Freaks and Geeks. Did she? I thought that was yeah. uh, the waitresses that did that. No, 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 they did Square Pegs. What am I yeah, thinking? Yeah, Square Pegs. Sorry. Okay, so two thumbs up for Joan Jett. Yes. That's cool. She unfortunately was closer to a one-hit wonder than anybody else. Yeah. But we still love but her. But we still love her. Make me laugh, make me cry. 
that was Steve Miller Band, Abracadabra. Classic. <laughs> hey, you know who's a big Steve Miller fan is Sean Daly. Oh, of course. And he's, of course, he's not, he can't be with us today because he's on the road to West Palm Beach following uh, Poison and Cinderella. But sly dog that he is, he called in, and we have him here right now. Mr. Daly. I'm on no sleep. I'm dying. <laughs> oh, man. The, the things I saw last night, I want to pour acid in my eyes. Oh, no. Puppies. Uh, 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 don't hit me with the puppies. So, so you want to save those puppies for what I'm about to tell you. Oh, no. So uh, uh, times to talk for Bob Crosley and I. We start, you know, we're following Poison Cinderella across Florida. Uh, three dates in uh, Tampa last night, West Palm tonight, and then Orlando on Tuesday. And, uh, we're, you know, I want to do this story about kind of like this enduring bond between, like, suburban dirtballs and, like, the bands they love. <laughs> and I, 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 used, I used to be a suburban dirtball, too, so it's all Used to be? Yeah, all right. I'm still, still kind of dirty with two R's, like Christina Aguilera. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we go last night, and um, the first person we shoot, the first people we shoot are these two... Uh, they say they're in their 30s. I say they look more like late 40s. <laughs> but she, she was a quote-unquote dancer. She was about six foot, bleach blonde hair, uh, very um, augmented breast, and um, and he was just really kind of scuzzy, long hair. Looked like a you know uh, the guitar player for like Megadeth or something. <laughs> well, first of all, she flashes up her thong panties. Oh, and she wants us to take a picture of them. Then she tells me proudly, and the guy's kind of egging her on, like, come on, baby, tell him, tell him. She tells me that. She's like, okay, hee, 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 all innocent. Like, she's like, well, in 1989, I gave C.C. DeVille a job. Oh, puppies! <laughs> and we're just sitting there, and so I'm like, I'm like, well, how big was he? <laughs> you know? And she says, uh, oh, he was really small. And then she's like, wait, don't say that in the paper. Say he was average. Ow, and I'm okay. thinking, you know, average. There's no, there's no way this is ever going to make the paper. <laughs> but anyway, so that's, and we just keep, and like, Bob's taking all these great shots. And, you know, the story's going to run probably in a couple weeks. And hopefully with like 10 pictures because Bob's great. Oh, no And kidding. all these people are making out and groping each other. And like, you see these families of like, where the mom is like, has bleach blonde hair. And I I rented this car, and I'm serious. The windshield wiper wants that won't go off. I don't know how to the wipers. I don't know, is it this button? These goddamn SUVs, I don't know. But anyway. Oh, no. Just keep, just keep so, squirting the liquid on the, uh, on the windshield. Yeah, I don't know. The, the woman behind me is totally laughing at me. So anyway, <laughs> um, I go in, and I interview Fred Corey, who's the drummer for, Indore- uh, for Cinderella, and he was a great guy. Really, really fun. A great interview. Uh, and he's agreed to have his photo taken by Bob to do a portrait. But he's, he'll only take it if we go out and we get him some groupies. Oh, no. So, the, so, so, you, so uh, you've yeah. now become his pimp. The rock and roll cliche. I had to go out into the, 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 the front rows of the St. Pete Times Forum and wrangle hot groupies for, a, um, for the guy in Cinderella. You know what? It's not that hard. <laughs> and I wanted a mix of like, uh, like kind of young hot chicks and older like skanky ones, you know? Uh-huh. And, you know, I thought it would be a hard sell, but as soon as you say, do you want to meet? Yes. And they were just back there. And so I got this one woman named Roxanne who was really sweet, but she was her, you know, she she worked for a plastic surgeon, and she obviously got a discount on her, her knockers. And right before the picture's taken, she turns to me, and she's like, Sean, are my boobs straight? No. And so I said, no. let me get a rule. I said, let me get a ruler. And uh, But it was, it was amazing, and it just got nuttier and nuttier, and... We're expecting even crazier stuff. Oh, my God. This is the first night. 
I was just the first night. I could have done the story in one night, to be honest with you. It was just, uh, it's metal shows are unbelievable, oh. especially hair metal shows. It's just unbelievable. I mean, everyone smokes there. You know, it's just time warp. Everyone's stuck in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Uh, and But it's beautiful. I mean, what I'm writing about, it's really, there. It's, it's, there's this underlying sweetness, despite the fact that all the songs are about, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll yeah. and all that stuff. But, but you the know, sweet the side of possible. it. Yeah, you're mocking me, but uh, it really is. <laughs> No, it I really know. is kind of. I'm right about that. You know, there, there's a sense of community, and everyone gets along. And I don't know. Well, oh. I don't want to get too emotional. Yeah, but it, it's crazy. Oh, don't. But I mean, wait till you see these pictures. And I wish there was some way we could run the pictures that are not family appropriate because it's just. I'll make sure you guys see them. It's okay. just unbelievable. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. And I had, you know, I had a backstage pass on, so people were, you know. They were groping, and you know they wanted they wanted to do anything to get backstage with me. So, oh. did, did you witness any? Uh, uh oh, any uh, acts? Say of, it, Steve. Any, uh, any B- oh, backstage BJ's? Nah, not really. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, that's part of the, the joke is that the uh, these days, you know, backstage at a metal show, especially these guys. Both these bands have been together twenty years now. This is the twentieth anniversary tour, and it's both the original lineups. Oh wow! Now, now sucking the '80s fans will realize that that is uh, that's a rarity these days. You know, when like fans like Skid Row and Rat. I mean, I don't know if there are any original members touring around with those guys now. Yeah, no so, kidding. Anyway, it's really fun. I'm having a blast. I am a little tired, but uh, you know, I always have time to talk to my two favorite people. Aww. Hey, give us so quick. The- give us a give us your quick uh, recollection of the Steve Miller Band. But when I was growing up uh, in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania, uh, and I would cruise around with Natalie Diffenbaugh and Molly Sherman. Molly, oh, drink. Uh, drink. Drink, everybody. <laughs> uh, the Steve Miller Band was like the soundtrack of choice. And I don't know if, like, other people growing up in, like, 84, 85, 86, the Steve Miller Band's greatest hits, I know all those songs by heart, you know? I can't say that I'd ever pay to see Steve uh, at a show, but, you know, Take the Money and Run, great song, Jet Airliner, awesome. What song did you guys just play? Ab- Abracadabra. Sing us a couple of verses. Abra, abracadabra. <laughs> I want to show you my panties. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Abracadabra was, is not on the original Steve Miller Band's greatest hit. Uh, Molly Sherman and I did not make out Drink. to that. In fact, to be honest, we didn't make out to much. She had mono. A little detail. She had mono for most of the time we were together. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what she yeah. told you. Yeah, you're right. She didn't want to yeah, make out. Remember, because I lunged at her our first kiss in front of the garden. She wasn't ready for the, the, the asteroid to come flying at her again. You, you know, it's uh, not- anyway, well, listen, guys, I really have to find this place, and I'm totally lost, and the windshield wiper's going faster now. Okay. Please be uh, careful. Yes, John. We'll see you. All right, have fun, guys. Okay, okay, you too. All right, love you. See you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that guy's such a nut. Oh, no. I fear for uh, the traffic between here and West Palm. West Palm, I do. Hi there, Stuck in the 80s crew. This is David Peterkovsky from Memory Lame Radio and the guy who creates those zippy show openers for the Stuck in the 80s podcast. I wanted to chime in on the discussion of songs from 1982 with two of my favorites from the pop genre. The first, and you can hear it in the background here, is Rosanna by Toto. To me, this song screams 1982, and in a good way. It's got that smooth rock groove, great piano and horn riffs, it's catchy, and it's got that amazing synthesizer solo. Plus, it was written by the band's keyboard player in honor of his then-girlfriend, actress Rosanna Arquette. I mean, does it get any more 80s than that? 
It's a record that still holds up today, and I defy you not to crank it up when it comes on in your car. It's a great driving tune. The other song I want to mention is The Other Woman, which was a number four hit for Ray Parker Jr. Yeah, he was responsible for the crass and awful Ghostbusters theme that was huge in 1984. But in the early 80s, he was putting out some solid R&B slash pop records, and this one really still sounds fresh to me. I always like the hard rock guitar riff and the wailing sax. Plus, Ray sounds like such a sly dog when he sings about two-timing his lady. Anyway, those are two non-New Wave songs from 1982 that I think are especially memorable and worth mentioning. So keep up the great work on the podcast, and thanks for hearing me out. Take care. Ah, uh, Peter Kofsky, our old friend. Oh, yes. Those were good, yeah. Those I'm, were two good picks. I know uh, our fan out in the Netherlands, uh, Denny, was probably freaking out because he loves uh, any Toto we can get in there. Oh, that's true. That's true. Actually, that was the album of the year in 1982, oh. Toto 4. And the, the tune, Rosanna, the record of the year. Oh, see? So, they had they had the yeah the one two hit. punch there yeah so hey those are great songs Peter Kofsky Thanks I always call him Peter Kofsky I know I know about hundred people with his first name sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> what's the next tune on the uh, tour de jour maestro. song was bad but it's so bad that steve just got up and left it, uh, i'm back I'm okay back. okay back. <laughs> wow he's he's coming back I, I was a little worried i thought i was gonna be all alone <laughs> okay uh, uh, that song is bad i had wow. no idea that was an wow. 82 song see the the longer we we go on the more i'm starting to be in sean's camp on this yeah. one that sugar hill gang shit wow Mm. Yeah, it's actually a cover from a song uh, in the '60s that the group uh, The Shadows did. Wow! Oh, so this this is a cover song. It's a cover song. They did. Okay, it. why? <laughs> why <laughs> was it the first time bad enough? I don't know. No, we had to go and do it again. <laughs> you know, actually, I have a funny story about the Sugar Hill Gang, and I think I told this in an earlier podcast when we were talking about Rapper's Delight. Oh, okay. Because in the early '80s. Uh, you know, they obviously, you know, Sugar Hill Gang did Rapper's Delight, which was, you know, a huge hit. Oh, right? yeah. Kind of the beginning of rap as we would know it. Mm-hmm. And I, lo- I liked it so much at the time that I traded one of my best friends my copy of The Eagles Long Run for his copy of Rapper's Delight. <laughs> <laughs> I, the worst decision worst I ever de- made. <laughs> exactly. And, and to this day, I, I used to just get so angry and, and, uh, and just really riled up anytime someone brought up the Sugar Hill Gang because that's all it reminded me of was one of the dumber <laughs> trades I ever made in my life. And I was ranting about it so much on a previous podcast that one of our listeners actually made me a copy of the Eagles Long Run on CD and mailed it to me. Oh, yeah. see, so see. special shout out to Jeff Nichols of Mattoon, Illinois, Aww. for actually taking the time to do that. Thank you, thank it. you for not making Steve so bitter. I know now it's just <laughs> it's all good. It's all good now. Thank God. 
But uh, but just to make things safe, let's never ever play another Sugar Hill Gang song on this show. I'm with you. I have no problems with that. And for those people out there who are thinking we haven't played one good song yet, <laughs> I'm starting to think it. Come on, Dave. <laughs> Give me a good song. I'm gonna tell you, no, no. I'm gonna tell you this right now. 1982 was a big year as far as the hits go, and we've actually broken the year into two different shows. True. So you're only gonna hear some of the songs from '82 this show, and then. Next week, you'll hear the rest. Okay. So okay. don't get all angry because – and then there's some bands like the Jay Giles Band and Men at Work, which you're not going to hear at all because no. we're going to do separate shows on exactly. those. Uh, we can't yeah. – we cannot leave Men at Work to just one song. No, you can't. The maestros from Down Under deserve their own show. <laughs> they deserve. So don't uh, – They demand it. Don't boycott Stuck in the 80s just yet. <laughs> Give us time. Give us time before you hate us. We'll make it all good. <laughs> Maestro? Ah, Laura Branigan. Oh, Laura brings back sad memories for oh, me. Oh, really? You Specifically got a story? that I do. <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling you guys this, but Gloria reminds me of a slumber party I was at, and we had a dance contest. And we were dancing to Gloria. Was it just girls or were there guys? There? It was just, I was like, what, 11? <laughs> there were no guys at the slumber party, okay? We, we were weren't just like, peeking, we were peeking we weren't through the 30 window. like you. <laughs> But we we had a little dance contest, and specifically to this song and to Mickey, I think. And um, pretty much, I was voted worst dancer of the slumber party. <laughs> People mocked me for pretty much the rest of that year. Yeah, so jeez, yeah, bad. it still brings back sad memories for me. And I'm sorry, yeah, I didn't mean to do that to you. I know it's okay. Have I'll you got okay. any better at dancing? Uh, no, it pretty much scarred me for life. You just gave up? <laughs> I just gave up. <laughs> you know what the best thing to do is say? Ankle injury. Ankle injury, okay. Tell them you have like a metal rod okay. in your ankle and no and one will ever ask you No one will ever ask me. Okay. No, usually I only dance uh, after many cocktails. Uh, yeah. You and everybody else, I know. Yep. <laughs> okay, Maestro, save her from her eternal embarrassment. Please. The Tom Tom Club. I know. Finally, a cool song. I know. I'm starting to wonder there myself. Yeah, yeah. Genius of that. Love. I love that song. I, what was the first time you heard it? Do you remember? I can. You can. Okay. Yeah, it was at because uh, they played it during "Stop Making Sense," the the Talking Heads movie. Oh yes. Because yeah. I think uh, they go to a scene where just the members of the Talking Heads who formed Tom Tom Club they go out there and they just play that one song. Oh, just okay. To give, uh, okay. David Burns a break. 
But uh, I'd never heard of them before, and I think that you can truly chalk them up as a one-hit wonder. Yeah. yeah. That's a shame, though, because I like the sound of Yeah, I think they later went on and re-recorded again. Well, I know the Executioners covered the song in 2002. Oh. And uh, Mariah Carey sampled it in her song Fantasy. Oh, that's right, yeah. And I only know that, I swear, Uh because I looked it up, because I own no Mariah Carey albums. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. That is a... That is a law. Okay. And in fact, if there's a Mariah Carey CD in my house, I'm going to be very upset. No. But a lot of people might know this song because I guess the Kia car company has been using it in their commercials for their Spectra. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So you you hear it nonstop on TV now. Mm -hmm. So in case you're wondering, that's the song. Well, good. I'm glad they're getting some money out of it. Yeah, I hope. 93 cents every time. (laughs) Exactly. It could buy you, almost buy you a coffee. That won't even buy you a coffee at our cafeteria. No. Nope. Not anymore. What else we got? I know what boys like. I know what guys want. I know what boys like. I got what boys like. I know what boys like. I know what guys want. I see them looking. I make them want me. I like to tease them. The Waitresses. Yes. Two cool songs. In Two. Oh, my God. We on we're, a roll. We are. We're on a roll. So uh, The Waitresses, that's right, from uh, Kent, Ohio. Okay. So now they did the Square Peg song. They did. Okay. okay. Uh, which I think was just called Square Peg. Square yeah, Peg, it was. Square Peg, yep. Square. And they also did the, they also have a Christmas song. Because when we did our Christmas uh, in the 80s show oh. last December, I didn't know they were the geniuses behind Christmas rapping. Oh, yes. Yes, so, they are. Not my favorite tune. But, uh, of course, they were sort of more of an experimental band. And uh, the lead vocalist was Patty Donahue, who unfortunately died of lung cancer in 1996. Oh, so sad. It's sad. I hate to so put it no. down. Yeah, so no. We have an uplifting song to change the mood here. I know. I mean, we have bad dancing stories. And that was what six hundred thousand and one times now that I've heard that song. I can never hear that song enough. Times. No, it's true. You know, it still sounds fresh. It does. The Human League. Don't you want me, baby? Don't you want now? They now would that be, is an early eighties song. That if there is, ever was one. And they were. They had what two hits? Maybe this and Fascination. Was that? Fa- that's right. Yeah, and that was about it. This was a good song I used to dance. This actually was a song I would dance to. At oh, that, at see, that, before at, before the ankle injury, before the ankle injury okay. and the debilitating in the knee injury, <laughs> and of course, then I had my hip replaced. <laughs> okay. So now well, I, yes. I'm looking because at even Steve walk. is seventy five. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Sky Feathers, the Teen Dance oh, Club here yes. in Pinellas County that Kathy and I grew up loving so much. That was the song that I, if you were like going to try to to make your move on a girl with yeah. a girl on the dance floor, go up to her and start like lip syncing that song to her while you're dancing. <laughs> Don't you want Okay, me? and Steve, how many times did that work for you? 
Zero. Okay, that's what I thought. But I think that if I had tried it a couple more hundred times, (laughs) if you had tried it as many times as I've heard this song, (laughs) wow, that would be sad. But I I did actually try that a couple times. (laughs) No, actually, you know, take that back. It worked once. The uh, the Swedish uh, exchange student took to prom. Oh, got her. That's because she's foreign. I know. She 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 didn't know what you were saying. She was asking oh. if I wanted to. Oh no! Oh no! You're right. Now oh. you've destroyed my only happy memory from youth. Oh. God, that's this, what I'm here for. This podcast is spiraling into depression. <laughs> depression. We need Sean. Yeah, the no. the um the Human League. That was actually a number one hit back in 1981, 1982. It was off the 1981 album Dare. Ah. Oh. And uh, it actually hit uh, number one in the UK Christmas time that year. Of course. Okay. Like everything cool, it takes about another nine months to get mm-hmm. over to America. But. So true. So true. Next two. The musical youth. <laughs> musical youth. One cool th- one thing from England that wasn't cool that came over here anyway. <laughs> anyway, we still had to endure it. That was actually based on a Mighty Diamond song called Pass the the Coochie Coochie. Oh. Mm, which okay. is of course, yes, about marijuana. Yes, so it let's is. Just put and this- what were they like eight when they sang this song? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. they're still around today. Just I say think. no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I have nothing more to say about that song. No. Other than it's uh, it's uh, it's a disease. <laughs> and <laughs> it's only and it must a, stop. And there's only one cure for a disease like that. And yes, the cure is name that '80s too. Yes, it is. Come to save us again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. So uh, after two weeks ago, when we had that enormously simple challenge. This week we got a little tougher. Yeah, and, we uh, did. I think it showed. So uh, let's take a quick uh, listen at what last week's tune was. Ah, oh, Rick Astley. You knew it. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Man. I loved Rick Astley. I thought that was the theme song for Miami uh, Vice. Oh, I can Not see that. Miami Not, Spice. No. Sean. No. Exactly. But I think that makes six shows in a row where we, for I no think, reason whatsoever, yes. Mentioned that I think movie. now it's it's. It's required. We think, have to use Miami Spice more you, than Molly Sherman. At you this take, point. Yeah, you take it. It's a drink. If you say Molly Sherman, it's a shot. If we bring up Miami, Miami, Miami Spice, Miami Spice. Yep. But yeah, it is Rick Astley. Never because by the time up. you're done, you'll want to dance just like me. <laughs> <laughs> now we actually did have some people who uh, did say it was Miami Vice, and of course they're wrong. They're the wrong. Pe- the people who got it right, though, six in New York City, of course. Weldon Glenn of Goshen, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Peter Ryan of Montreal. Walter Cox of Ridgeland, Mississippi. He's always right. Yeah. And, of course, the, the guy who's on the longest winning streak in history on In the 80s tune, Craig Cantardi. He's like the uh, the guy from Jeopardy. <laughs> I forget his name. What was his name? Ken something? Yeah. Just, just Ken. From Ken. now on, Cantardi, you're Ken. You're Ken. So, anyway, let's play this week's tune and see if we can make it a little bit tougher. Mm. Oh. Sounds mm. familiar. I it know does. it. Do you know it? No, I don't. Let's play it one more time. Very nice. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we're going to make it I a little bit that, tougher. I think that might be a little tricky. Well, if you think you know the name of the artist and the name of the song, email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com. And if you're lucky, our uh, Stuck in the 80s refrigerator magnets will actually show up on my doorstep exactly. this week. And we will actually send out prizes. I swear. <laughs> uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> Any day now. I, I, the UPS man is going to knock on the door and salvation will be there. Salvation. So, but until then, we will remain prizeless here in the 80s. <laughs> prizeless in the 80s. Hey, this is Conrad from Berlin, and I'm just like you. I am stuck in the 80s. Now, would you please make a podcast about New Wave, or I'm going to get really angry. Oh, no, we don't want to get Germans angry <laughs> no. at us. Remember what happened last time they were angry. Exactly. We all no. had to go to war. No, we will appease you. We promise. Yeah, hopefully promise. the Haircut 100 track appeased you somewhat. I know. Oh, I loved Haircut 100. Did you? Oh, I did. Oh, my God. Nick who, was their, who was their lead singer? Nick Haywood. Oh, he was so cute. <laughs> he was so Oh. Didn't he have he had a solo career? He did. I had oh I have I have the solo album. Oh, one no. of his on C D. Ouch. Yes. Yes, I do. I I'm proud to admit that. I have no And you still have it today? I still have it, yeah. Oh, it's not signed, is it? No, it's not one of the signed. You ones. don't have the Nick Hayward wallpaper on your PC, do you? No. No. No, I I changed it last week. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> Whew, I can sleep easy tonight. Yes, I was I a know. little tense there for a second, I but know. I feel so much better now. Anyway, so don't forget, next week's show, just because you didn't hear your favorite 82 song today, doesn't mean we don't have it. <laughs> and I'm sure you didn't. I, I know. <laughs> God, I know I didn't. Oh, so, but uh, next week we've got the real hits from 82. Some yes. more hit one hit wonders, and maybe some surprise interviews. Maybe. It could happen. We'll see. We'll well, see. The only way to find out is to tune in, because until then, Kathy and I remain here. Firmly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the online departments of the St. Petersburg Times and TBT. The weekly podcast is engineered by Mr. Dave Morrison. Special thanks to David Peterkowski for our show opener. If you'd like to blog us, please do. Our blog address is www.tampabay.com slash blogs slash 80s. And remember, you can subscribe to the show at iTunes. Kathy, if Sean was a sex toy, which one would he be? <laughs> oh, no. A d- or a b- plug? <laughs> <laughs> the triple b- plug. <laughs> and, and then Dave went into a coughing fit that lasted yeah, about just like that. Just like that. Oh, God, killing me. Oh, no.